Hello, Tom Shanklin here. Glad to be with you. And uh, I just today I wanted to share with you uh, some thoughts about water baptism. Well, really not some thoughts, not my thoughts, but what does the Word of God say about water baptism? And the reason I'm doing this is because, you know, we have we have our ministry on YouTube. We're talking about divine healing. We're talking about salvation. And so often we pray this prayer of salvation. You know, many people call it the sinner's prayer. I think a better name would be salvation prayer. And we base it on Romans 10, 9 and 10, where it says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So we see there that we are saved by what we believe in, in our heart and what we say with our mouth, and that we can be saved by a prayer, uh, accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and believing in what he did on the cross. But there's also this matter of baptism, water baptism. And it's clear in the scriptures that Jesus uh, commanded every believer to be baptized in water. So we want to understand because we might ask the question, well, why do I need to be baptized? I've confessed with my mouth the Lord Jesus. I believed in my heart God raised him from the dead. I've accepted him as my Savior. I believe because of what he did, I'm, I'm going to heaven. Why do I need to be baptized? Well, that's what we want to talk about today. Praise God. And what we want to build on today is a sure foundation, and that foundation is the Word of God. Amen. So I'm not here to share with you uh, what a particular denomination believes or a particular local church, you know. Uh, thank God for denominations that preach the Word and churches that preach the Word. But I really believe that what we need to do in this day and hour is build our lives upon the rock, Jesus Christ, and his word. And so, you know, that's something that's unshakable. And so we want to build upon the word of God. You know, I, I was discipled by a man named Bob Boos. He was a mentor in my life for many years. And I remember that he would often say to me, Tom, you have to be honest with the scriptures. And what he was talking about there is the different uh, doctrines, the different waves and movements and things that people teach. Because, you know, you can find something in the Word of God that you like, and you can emphasize that, and you can find some more scriptures that line up with that thought, and you can emphasize those scriptures. But you have to, you have, to have the balance of what does the whole Word of God say? Amen? You know, uh, the, the Bible said we're saved by faith. Uh, but... It also says without faith, without works is dead. So works is valid. Amen. And, and uh, we do allow ourselves to work out our salvation, that which God has put within us to work that out. You see, so sometimes there's such an emphasis on grace and faith that we just say, well, there's nothing that we can do to add to that. Well, that's absolutely true. Jesus did it all. But yet we do need to fulfill all righteousness. We need to do the things that the Lord commanded us to do. And so that's what we want to talk about today, and particularly with regard to water baptism. Because like I say, you may ask, why should I be baptized? Praise God. So we're going to start with the scripture here in uh, Mark chapter uh, 16, 
beginning in the 15th verse. This is a Bible verse that's very paramount in our ministry. It's basically the theme and the, the mission of our ministry. Jesus said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel, that is the good news, to every creature. And I believe we do have good news, praise God, that our sins are forgiven through Jesus Christ, that he will come into our lives, he will make us new creatures, he will deliver us from sin and the power of sin and make us different. And that's what happened in my life. In 1977, I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and I was transformed, praise God, delivered from a bondage of alcohol and drugs and set on a new course. And God has just done awesome things in my life. I'm happy to be saved. And I'm happy to tell you how you can be saved and know Jesus as your Lord and enjoy eternal life beginning today. Praise God. So he said, go into all the world and preach the good news to who? Every creature. Amen. So we've got a message for every person, every nationality, every ethnic group, every person in the world. God has good news for you. Jesus died for you. God loves you. And he wants you to be in his kingdom. Then he says, he that believeth and is baptized will be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. So here we see right away that Jesus told his disciples not only to preach the gospel and to call people to faith in Christ, but also to baptize them. It's scriptural that we would be baptized. Amen. So um, there's many different baptisms, or there's several different baptisms in the scripture, and we're, but we're going to emphasize today water baptism. There's also baptism into Christ, which is basically salvation. When you're born again, you're in Christ. You know, it said in 2 Corinthians 5.17, if any man be in Christ... He's a new creature. Old things are passed away. All things are become new. So that's being baptized into Christ. There is also a, uh, a Holy Spirit baptism, baptism of the Holy Spirit. And that's when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. His power comes upon you. And that's where Jesus said in Acts chapter uh, 1, verse 8, you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. and But Jesus also made the statement, John truly baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days hence. So I just want to make that distinction that there is a Holy Spirit baptism. There is a baptism into Christ, which is another spiritual baptism when we come into Christ. But today we want to talk and emphasize water baptism. Why should I be water baptized? Well, first of all, what is baptism? The Greek word translated baptism is baptizo. Baptizo. I'm going to read to you some of the definition. It's, it's translated 76 times in the, New King, in the King James Version, uh, baptism. And it means to dip repeatedly, to immerse, submerge, to cleanse by dipping or submerging, to wash, to make clean with water, to wash oneself, bathe, to overwhelm. The simplest definition of this Greek word is to immerse, to immerse. And in fact, if you look at the Warrell translation uh, of the New Testament, he uses the word immerse. And when he talks about John the Baptist, 
he translates that uh, John the Immerser. And that is a totally accurate translation because the word baptism literally means immerse. So if I were to say to you and talk to you about being baptized by immersion, actually that's a, that's a redundant saying because I would be saying to immerse by immersion because baptism is immersion. Amen. Now that may be new for you. It may be different than your tradition and, and we respect, you know, what you, what you believe and, and your traditions, and we know you value those things. But again, we're going to look at what the Bible says, because I, the only thing I want to do is preach the Bible. Amen. I don't want to even preach my own opinions about things. If I preach the Bible, we're on a sure foundation. If I preach man's opinion, there's no power in that. And the Bible said that we should be immersed. Praise God. So that means to go down into the water and come back up. Amen. If we didn't even know the Greek translation of the word, we could also see from the scripture that the baptism, water baptism he's talking about is immersion. And uh, one place in the scriptures, John chapter 3, verse 22 and 23, it talks about Jesus and his disciples baptizing. Then it talks about John baptizing in a certain place because there was much water there. Well, if he had to go to some place where there was much water, then they must have been baptizing by immersion, right? Because you could just, all you need is a well or just a, a bucket of water to sprinkle or to uh, pour in baptism. But to immerse, you must have much water. We also see in the case of Philip, when he ministered to the Ethiopian eunuch in Acts chapter 8, that they went down into the water and came up. So we see from the scriptures that we're, what we're talking about when we talk about water baptism is immersion. And one of the reasons for that is that is the proper symbolism because we're going to see, and I'm not going to get totally into this right now, but just to mention it, we're going to see that baptism is a picture and identification for us uh, of our death, burial, and resurrection with Christ. So going down in the water is a burial. Spiritually speaking, we're burying the old person, and then we rise up in newness of life. And you may say, well, what does it matter? Let's just do it this way. Well, you know, I see from the scripture that God is very particular about how things are done. Uh, one time Moses, uh, God told him to speak to a rock, and uh, earlier in, in his journey, he had smitten a rock. God had told him to, to smite a rock with a rod. And then later he said, speak to the rock. Well, Moses was in a bad mood because of the people he was leading. So he just decided to smack the rock. Well, actually, that, that decision and his, his uh, anger that he released at that point kept him from entering the promised land. Because God wants things to be done his way. And the reason is, is because he has pictures, shadows and types, you see. And that was a shadow and a type. He didn't want, see, the rock that he smote was Christ. And Moses was to smite the rock once. 
That means that Jesus died once for our sins. You're not, Jesus is not supposed to die uh, over and over again for our sins. He died once for our sins. And now we speak to the rock, you see, and receive the water from the rock. Well, that's another teaching. But you understand what I'm saying here. It's important to do things the way that God said to do them. Amen. How many think that God knows what's best? God understands what works best, and that's why he's prescribed water baptism, because it works. It's something that works, that will help us to be successful in the Christian life. You know, God doesn't want you just to have an experience with him, go to a crusade and, and pray a prayer, and then that's it, and then when you die, you go to heaven. He wants you to live for him. Amen. He wants you to be empowered by him. Amen. He wants you to be an overcomer and a victorious Christian. So, one of the one of the ingredients and one of the aspects that we need in order to do that is water baptism and the baptism of the holy spirit's another one too but we'll talk about that another time praise god <clears throat> so we want to talk about baptism oh by the way now talk about immersion you might say well how do you do that you know well there's many different ways i was baptized in a creek uh, you know, are the people that, uh, the, the group that I was with primarily baptized in a creek. And if it was a winter, they cracked the ice. And so, you know, you know that the people that uh, went down to be baptized were serious about their relationship with Christ. But you don't have to be baptized in, in ice water to be, to, uh, uh, to be obedient to the Lord. But you do need to be obedient to the Lord. So that's, that's one way, of course, a creek or a pond or a lake or a river, as long as the river doesn't run too fast so you get pulled down because you want to uh, die, die unto the old man. You don't want to die physically. But there are also baptismals. When I was in Benin um, recently, uh, <laughs> we went into a church and did baptisms. And I'll tell you, that baptismal must have been eight feet deep. I've never seen a baptismal that deep, and we had to come down. I had to go down on a on a metal ladder, and uh, in order to baptize people there. But there are baptisms, baptismals in churches. Uh, you can baptize in a swimming pool. Uh, we have used stock tanks. A stock tank is an ex actually an excellent uh, uh, baptismal, and it works really good. You might want to get a new one rather than a used one, but. Fill it with water, warm water works good, and then you can be baptized, amen? And you need to have uh, a believer that knows what they're doing, baptize you, you know, and most of the time that'll be a minister, but the scriptures do not really say that it has to be uh, someone that's a pastor or a minister. But I do think it's a good thing because it connects you with the church and God wants you connected with the church because God loves his church, amen, even though we're not perfect. Okay, so here's the thing. We want to talk about five reasons why every Christian should be baptized. All right, we're going to give you five clear reasons, and I'm going to share some scriptures with you. And um, I, I have probably more scriptures in my notes here than I'm going to share. So if you go into the show notes, you'll, you know, you'll see all the scriptures, and you can study it out further. But I want to give you five reasons, and I want to give you a scriptural basis for the five reasons. And reason number one is simply this, because Jesus commanded it. Jesus commanded it. And now we come to Matthew uh, 28, 
verse 18. It says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Okay, so he said, go and make disciples. All right, so we know that a great aspect of our salvation is believing, right? Uh, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. But there's other scriptures that emphasize being a disciple. And you know, really, if you believe, if you truly believe in Christ, you'll be a disciple. A disciple is a learner, a follower, someone who is following Christ in their life. And so Jesus told his disciples to make disciples. And that's exactly what we're to do. We're not just to talk about the gospel only, but we're also supposed to lead people into a relationship in which they become followers of Christ. Amen? You know, Jesus made the statement. He said, he that follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. You know, have you ever been outdoors at night when uh, it's cloudy and there's no starlight, no, no moonlight, it's just dark, and you're on a path and you're trying to follow that path, and you're stumbling, and you know, it's dangerous, right? It's hard to, to walk in darkness. And, and God does not want us to walk in darkness spiritually. But Jesus said, he that follows me will not walk in darkness. See, when you follow Jesus, he turns on the light, all right? So you can see where you're going, amen? He gives you understanding, he gives you revelation, he gives you light when you follow him. That's one thing about it. When you come to Christ, then you begin to follow him. And you you follow him one step at a time. Amen. And every time he shows you something, then you begin to walk in obedience to that. And when you come to a place where you say, No, I'm not going to do that, well, then you're not gonna you're not gonna enjoy the fellowship with the Lord. You're gonna be you're gonna cut yourself off from fellowship with the Lord. And there's going to be an area of darkness in your life. So you got to go back to that place and say, all right, Lord, you're in charge. I will do it your way. Well, the first thing that he wants you to do when you come to him is to be baptized. You see, that's why he told his disciples, go make disciples, baptizing them, immersing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe to do all the things that I have told you to do. You see, we are called to observe. We are called to follow the Lord and do the things that he wants you to do. And someone's going to say, well, you know, uh, there's nothing that we can do. He did it all, you know, and, and uh, you know, you're just trying to work out, you know, you're just trying to earn your salvation by doing something. No, no, that's not what we're talking about. We come to Jesus we receive a free gift of salvation. He forgives all our sins. He writes his laws in our heart. And then he calls us to follow him, to obey him, to be a follower. You know, uh, so many scriptures we could talk about concerning obedience. You know, in John 14, Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commandments and I will, I will send the comforter. I will send the spirit of truth to you. See, so... It's obedience. And in my own life, 
I know nothing really changed until I made a decision to make Jesus Lord of my life. When that happened, when I opened my heart to him as Lord, that's when the miracle of salvation, the miracle of life with God uh, began to flow. So we are really, we are called to be a people of obedience. So think about this. You know, as I was praying about this, this is the thought that came to me. And I believe by the Holy Spirit. If, if Jesus was willing to go to the cross and die on a cross for you and shed his blood and take the awful punishment not only physically, but spiritually, the weight of the sins of the world was upon him. And even at that moment, separated from his father. If Jesus was willing to do that for you, why wouldn't you be willing to obey him in one simple thing? Like water baptism. Yeah. You should be willing to obey him and follow him in water baptism. And you see, if, if you've confessed him, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. If you've confessed him as Lord, if he's really Lord, you'll do what he said. Now, there was a man that we know in the Bible that wasn't baptized, that we know went to heaven. That was the thief on the cross. And, uh, you know, who, who said to Jesus, Lord, called him Lord. Remember, we, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said, today you'll be with me in paradise. He was saved by faith right there on that cross. He, he didn't have time to get baptized. He was about to die. You see, we're not, we don't go to heaven because we're baptized. Amen. But once we believe in Jesus, the normal thing to do, the scriptural biblical thing to do is to be baptized. It demonstrates you're a follower of the Lord. So the most important reason, really, of all is that Jesus commanded it. You know, one place Jesus said, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things uh, that I say? Now, a lot of times, fear will keep people back from doing the will of God. You know, fear about what your relatives think. Uh, fear about going under the water. You know, and I, I was, um, just started teaching the Word many years ago. There was a lady in, in our uh, Bible studies, and it's interesting because uh, I remember the first time I was in a Bible study with this lady, and I was teaching the Word of God, and she was just looking at me with such an intense look. I thought, man, once this is over, she's going to kill me. And afterwards, after the teaching, we, I just went around, I was talking to everybody, and I looked at her, and she said, that was the most wonderful teaching I've ever heard. I thought, boy, I misread her face. And it's a good lesson for preachers. Don't go by their faces. Praise God, you don't know what's going on in the heart. But anyway, that's a side, that's a side story, but it's a good one. But anyway, we continued to, to meet with this lady and, and her husband. And, and we came, came to the point where we were teaching about water baptism. Well, she had been in a, a traditional church, liturgical church, that did not teach uh, immersion. Uh, did not teach believers baptism. You know, she had been, uh, you know, sprinkled as as a baby. Uh, and then she had gone to confirmation. Well, now this lady is, uh, she she's older than me, so she, she's with the Lord now. And, 
you know, it's not true in all the churches today, but back in the time when she was raised, many of these churches, even though they, there was a little difference about, about baptism and that kind of thing, but the gospel was preached in these churches and, and she heard the gospel in her confirmation class. She heard a clear presentation of the gospel and at her confirmation, she gave her confirmation vows and at that moment, she knew that she was born again. She knew that she was a child of God. So this woman was saved, born again, child of God, going to heaven, everything else. But we were teaching about water baptism. And of course, she's a, a follower of the Lord. And she began to see that, oh, I'm supposed to do this. Well, she was deathly afraid of water. And, uh, you know, so it was a battle for her to overcome, to be uh, baptized in water, but uh, but we baptized her, and it was in a stock tank in her garage with her husband. He was baptized also, and it was a wonderful thing. So don't let fear stop you. Go forward in God, and he will bless you. Obey his commands, and he'll give you peace going forward. Praise God. All right, the second reason is, is because Jesus was baptized. And we read in Matthew 3, verses 13 through 15. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. And you are coming to me? But Jesus answered and said unto him, Permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. So Jesus himself was water baptized and made the statement that in or, that being baptized is part of fulfilling all righteousness. Fulfilling all righteousness means doing everything that's right. Uh, do you want to do everything that's right? Well, then you'll be water baptized because it's, according to Jesus, the head of the church, it's part of doing everything that is right. Now, your Aunt Martha may disagree uh, others in your family may disagree. Your own thoughts and persuasions and ideas and opinions may differ. But Jesus, the head of the church, your Lord and Savior, said, be baptized. So I encourage you to follow him in water baptism. All right, the third reason that you should be baptized and every Christian should be baptized is the early church baptized those who uh, believed in Christ. We see this all through the book of Acts, and I'll have all the scriptures in the show notes, and I'm just going to mention uh, just a few here. But you see in the book of Acts that this is how they fulfilled his command as they baptized the believers when they came to him. We see, first of all, in Acts chapter 2, verse 38, uh, Peter said to them, Repent and let every one of you. Well, that's, that's what we're talking about, why every Christian should be baptized. He said, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. There again, we're getting into the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which is another wonderful thing that every believer should have. And we'll, we'll talk about that sometime. And then it said in the same chapter, they who gladly received his word were baptized. And that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. Now then we see in the eighth chapter when uh, Philip is preaching at the city of Samaria, 
It says, but when they believed Philip, as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. So it was the normal thing to do when you made a decision to follow Christ, to be baptized. And you know, it's interesting. There is a, there's something about being baptized that sets you apart, that makes a difference in your life. You know, I know in my travels, I've experienced this, you know, people can come to a meeting and they can pray a prayer for salvation and, and uh, something can happen in their life. But when they follow the Lord in water baptism, something changes. I mean, even in the society that they live in, you know, if they're from a background of a different religion, uh, they could be ostracized because they're being, they're baptized. But you see, it's a real clear decision that everybody can see that you've decided to follow Jesus. All right. And then in the same chapter, chapter 8, verse 36 through 38, I'll read this. And this is, this is Philip ministering to one person, the Ethiopian eunuch, and says, And as they went down the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? Then Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. Now you see, and we may talk about this more, but getting baptized without a change of heart is futile. It's fruitless. You know, you if you're a sinner and you go down in the water, you'll come up a wet sinner. Amen. You see, there must be a transformation of the heart. You must believe this message and you must make Jesus Lord of your life. And then baptism comes along with that, you see, as the obedience to the Lord's command. So that's why Philip said, well, if you believe with all your heart, you may. All right. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. So he commanded the chariot to stand still and both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water. And we mentioned that earlier. And he baptized him. Praise God. So, as I said, there's many other scriptures in the book of Acts, and they are in the notes. So, check that out. All right, fourth reason that every Christian should be baptized. Because there's deliverance from sin in water baptism. Now, I'm going to read from uh, Romans in the sixth chapter, and uh, beginning in the third verse. And you may want to read uh, more extensively in the sixth chapter of Romans, because it's, it's such a beautiful chapter. But he says, Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Now, I believe there he is referring to being baptized into Christ. When you receive Christ and you come into Christ. All right. It's a spiritual. You know, we are called the body of Christ. We are in Christ. If any man be in Christ. Many scriptures refer that phrase in Christ. Every born-again person is in Christ, all right? Well, when you're in Christ, you're baptized into his death. Everything that he accomplished is your accomplishment because you are united with him. Uh, one scripture says, he that's joined to the Lord is one spirit with the Lord. That's why his crucifixion is your crucifixion, his burial is your burial, and his resurrection is your resurrection, Okay. Then he goes on, he says, therefore we are buried with him through baptism into death. Now I believe, and of course there's, this is one where you have to interpret somewhat, but I see 
as I read this, and Harry's talking about water baptism, a burial, okay? So what do you do? Because, you know, think about what do you do when someone's dead? You bury them, amen? So if you've decided to follow Christ, what do you do? You bury the old person. You bury that old person in water baptism. That's God's symbolism, amen? That's God's prescription. That's what God said you should do. And as I said, God knows what's best for you, amen? And I believe you'll agree that he knows what's best. He prescribed two things for us, two ordinances in the church. Uh, water baptism at the initial time when we receive Christ. And then communion as an, on an ongoing basis. That's the other ordinance. And that we can continue to do in remembrance of Christ and what he did for us. And in remembrance of that uh, covenant that we have with him. All right. So Romans, we're in Romans 6. Um, and it says that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. For we have united, if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall be in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. Mm -hmm. Now, many people will say, Baptism is an outward sign of an inward work. And I, I believe that's true, but I, I think it's only partially true because I think there's more to it than that. I believe there's power in water baptism. And we'll talk, we're going to share a scripture with you. I think you'll see what I'm talking about even more clearly. But <clears throat> let me read to you from the book of Colossians now. And this, this also talks about baptism. We're in Colossians chapter 2, verses 10 through 13. And it says this, it says, And you are complete in him. There's that phrase again, united with him, right? Born again, new creature. You are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. In him, in him you also were circumcised with the circumcision made without hands. It's a spiritual circumcision, okay? A cutting off of the old nature, the old life, by putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. And then here it is again, buried with him in baptism, in which you also were raised with him through faith in the working of God. And the King James says, faith in the operation of God. You see, we need to have faith in our baptism. We need to have faith in the deliverance from sin that comes through baptism. You know, one time uh, I was praying for a brother, and this was many, many years ago, but as we were praying, because he asked for prayer about uh, some temptations in his life that kept coming up. And as we were praying, the Lord uh, gave a word, gave a word of prophecy, and he said, remember your baptism. This brother had been baptized but he was forgetting what it really meant. And God was just reminding him, remember your baptism. There's a cutting off there. You see, so we need to have faith that something has happened, you know, through the new birth and through our baptism, that old man is done away with. We have decided to follow Jesus. And, you know, the devil knows and people know and you know that You've decided to follow Jesus and you've decided to bury that old man once for all. Praise God. 
And finally, number five, the fifth reason is because it delivers from Satan and demons, which is very important, you know, because we do have an adversary, the devil, and we need every uh, every area of um, victory over him that we can have, praise God. And this is one of cutting off of his power over your life. And I want to read from the 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 1 through 4. Here's what it says. Moreover, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware that our fathers were under the cloud. All passed through the sea and were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea and ate the same spiritual food and all drank the same spiritual drink. And they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them and that rock was Christ. Well, we kind of accidentally touched on the rock earlier when we talked about Moses and how he smote the rock and and later was supposed to speak to the rock. But the scripture says here that they, Israel, Old Testament Israel, okay, this is before Christ, um, were baptized unto Moses. You see, Moses was their primary leader. He was the lawgiver under the old covenant. God used him mightily as their pastor to lead them out of Egypt and, and to bring them to the point where they were ready to go into the promised land. And... <clears throat> But when they were in Egypt, uh, they were, there was, well, it's a, it's a long story, but they, the Lord told them to kill a Passover lamb and put the, the blood of that Passover lamb on their doorpost. And that night, the death angel passed through the land of Egypt and all Egypt, those that did not have this blood on their doorpost, all their firstborn died. And it was just a tremendous judgment that took place there. And the Bible tells us in the New Testament that Christ, our Passover, has died for us. You see, Jesus is that lamb. That was, again, that's a picture. In the Old Testament, there was a picture of that lamb. That's Jesus Christ dying for our sins. That's how we're saved. You see, we could be baptized a hundred times. If it wasn't for the blood of Jesus, we could not be saved. You see, so we, our salvation is through the blood, amen, through faith in the blood. And that's what happened when they were in Egypt. Well, then God told them to come out of Egypt and uh, Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, allowed them to go temporarily. And they went out of Egypt and to get to the promised land, they would have needed to go north, but God led them to go south, I think southeast, down to the Red Sea. And Pharaoh said, what are we doing? We're losing all our slave labor. And so they came after them to bring them back. And God protected them by a pillar of, of fire by night, pillar of cloud by day. And so Pharaoh could not touch them. And then they went through the Red Sea. God split the Red Sea and they went through the Red Sea on dry ground and came out on the other side. Well, Pharaoh says, man, we got to get our slaves back. So they go into this dry, into the dry, dry ground, into the Red Sea. And Moses stretched forth his rod and the waters come and swallow up Pharaoh and his army. Well, you see, that's a picture. Pharaoh is a type of Satan. His army is a top type of the demonic powers, the strongholds and the demonic powers, the uh, uh, Satan's cohorts you might say. So what happened then is that this power, 
Pharaoh and his army was cut off so that they could proceed and be led by the Spirit into the promised land. So this is telling us something about the Christian life. Yes, we need the Passover lamb. That's what saves us, amen? But baptism has a power too, to cut off that power of Satan, to cut off the Satan's armies from being able to follow us and hinder us from entering into the promised land. So that's the fifth reason, is that baptism delivers you from Satan and his demons. Of course, this is all by faith. You need to have faith. And, and like the brother that I mentioned that we prayed for, he had been baptized. And I think he knew what it meant and it was real. But yet he was forgetting. We have to re remember, no, I've been baptized. I'm not under Satan's controls, amen? Uh, I'm not under sin's control, amen? I'm a new creature and I'm moving on with Christ into the promised land, praise God. All right, so this is why it's not enough just to pray the sinner's prayer. I mean, it's enough to go to heaven. Like I said, the thief on the cross went to heaven. But you see, baptism pertains more of preparing you for walking out the Christian life on this earth. There's a deliverance and a freedom that comes through that uh, to be able to bring you into your promised land, which means uh, the things that God has for you in your life. Now, just to give you a little bit of my story, I was raised in a Baptist church, which of course practiced immersion, and but they also practiced um, altar calls. And when I was nine years old, uh, in an Easter Sunday service, I heard the gospel preached and it touched my heart. And I became convicted that I needed Jesus. And I went forward and I prayed that prayer of salvation. And uh, God really did touch my heart, but I, I didn't really make Jesus Lord of my life. I didn't really surrender my life. But because the church that I was in, you know, the thing to do was to be baptized. I was baptized in water at that time. I actually later checked with the church records and found out that it was uh, when I was nine years old. I thought it was when I was 12, but actually it was nine years old. I was baptized in water. But then I just started, you know, I ended up following the crowd. My, my mother left that church and went to another one, and I didn't go with her to the next church. And and I, I ended up in a lot of sin, and, and um, just my spiritual life went downward. Uh, from that point. And then, of course, <clears throat> we ended up in, in drugs and the hippie movement and all these sort of things. But in um, 1977, that would be, I was 27 years old. I came in contact with a group of Christians and God began to stir in my heart and we started going to church and hearing the word and praying. And I went through a time of a real turmoil because, you know, I had uh, sin really had a grip. Satan really had a grip on me, but I was being drawn by the Lord. But uh, one night I ended up at a preacher's house, a man named Danny, who led me to the Lord that night. And, and he told me, you should be baptized. And so that night uh, we went down to the creek and I was baptized in water. And, you know, it was, it was a good thing, praise God, you know. And many people were asked the question, well, if you've been baptized once, do you be, need to be baptized again? Well, it just, it just all depends. Because I think when I was baptized at, at nine years old, it was because 
someone else said I should be. You know, it wasn't really my own conviction, my own decision. Uh, I really hadn't come to that point of decision of giving my life to Christ. Uh, God did something real, but it was not the full salvation. It was not, there was, I had not come to the Lordship. Remember the scripture, if you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, you see, Lord means he's the ruler. There has to be this aspect of submission to the Lord, believing in what he did and submitting to him. That's what Jesus said, repent and believe the gospel. So there has to be that turning. And that's what happened when I was 27 is I turned to the Lord, but I was baptized. And then I went home that night and I was sitting in my pickup truck and I was praying. Actually, I was praying for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I was asking for God's spirit to come upon me. And I heard the voice of God speak to me. And he said to me, he said, turn from the things of the world. Well, what does that mean? Well, immediately I knew what he meant. He, he meant, I want you to lay aside the drugs and alcohol in your life and follow me. Well, uh, I was just awestruck by hearing the voice of the Lord. And I just lifted my hands at that moment. And I said, yes, Lord. And at that moment, then the Holy Spirit came upon me. And I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, spoke in other tongues, began to prophesy. Um, and there was a tremendous transformation in my life. Um, alcohol and drugs have never been part of my life since that day. Uh, love came on my heart for all people. Before that, I only loved certain types of people. Um, I was changed. And uh, I thank God for it. And he's still changing me, you know. But something happened in that pickup truck, praise God, that changed my life. So that's why I say, you see, baptism is important. You know, I, I'm emphasizing that to you today. You should be baptized. But salvation is a matter of the heart. You must be born again. To be baptized without the change of heart is uh, just to go down a center and come up a wet center. And God has something more for you than that. He has a completely new life. Praise God. Amen. So it's you that needs to make the decision. We're talking about believers, baptism. If you were baptized as an infant, you couldn't make that decision. Sometimes people that were baptized as children because their parents wanted them to or whatever, they need to take another look and say, hey, I need to be, I need to make my own decision. He needs to become my Lord, personal Lord. And that's what God wants to do in your life. Amen. He wants you to have your own baptism by your own decision and follow the Lord. So I just encourage you today. I went a little longer than I wanted to. I saw I saw on YouTube there was people that talked about this in six minutes. And uh, I guess they did a pretty good job for six minutes. But uh, I wanted to get in the scriptures and see what the scriptures really say. And so I hope that uh, this has been a blessing to you. And I just encourage you to be baptized. Just find a good church that preaches the word of God. Uh, go and talk to the pastor about being baptized. Many churches have baptism on a regular basis. Um, and say, I, I want to follow the Lord in water baptism. I want to obey the Lord in water baptism. But first, right now, I want to give you an opportunity, if, you, if you've never done this before, to just totally receive Jesus as your, as your Lord and Savior today. I want to lead you in a prayer. And if you pray it from your heart, you'll never be the same.
Praise God. It's not just a matter of repeating words. You know, the scripture said, no one can say Jesus is Lord, but by the Holy Spirit. I believe that's telling us that to really say Jesus is Lord, it, it, it's a, it takes the Holy Spirit to grab hold with you. And what you need to do is just say, yes, Lord, I want you in my life. Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, God bless you. Um, thanks for being with us today. Subscribe to our channel because we we're putting out a lot of more videos on healing, salvation. Uh, pray for us. We'll pray for you. And if we don't see you before, we'll see you in heaven. Okay, God bless you.